0: I'm from UTS. Um, I came to agency because I wanted to see what more is at there.
1: I'm Paul Violet. I'm graduating from the University of Queensland next week. This is my third Congress. What draws me to a Congress is not only that you get an amazing range of speakers, you get students to kind of go to the bar with afterwards to kind of unpick the discussions.
2: Tim Randall, I was one of the creative directors from the 2015 Student Architecture Congress in Melbourne, people. Frankly, anytime you get a group of people together, that creates a collective agency. You know, there is power in the group. Humans are social beings. Just the fact that we're coming together to discuss architecture and discuss our role in it, I think there's definitely agency
1: in that.
3: Hello, my name is Byron Kinneard. I'm from the New South Wales Architects Registration Board and I am at Agency talking with students, organisers, and speakers for Architecture Insights, the podcast series that we produce at the Architects Registration Board. The Australasian Student Architecture Congress, or simply Congress, is a student-led gathering that has been held across the Asia-Pacific region every couple of years since the 1960s, and has been in Sydney before in 1965, 1977, and most recently in 1999 for Flashpoint. In this episode, we'll start at the beginning by asking why Congress is so important, where it came from, and why Sydney this year? Now, another reason why I'm here at Congress is that along with Barnaby Bennett, I've been obsessed with the history of Congress, and for the last 10 years, I've been collating the stories, myths, and legends that are a part of the culture of Congress, which is really a story about the young, radical, and urgent culture of architecture in Australia and New Zealand. From what we know, the story of Congress starts in the 1960s with two slightly separate events. The first was a group of architecture students in New Zealand at the Auckland University who hosted Aldo van Eyck and others to discuss housing development around the Pacific in 1963. The second was the formation of the Australasian Architecture Students Association, whose headquarters were a share house on Drummond Street in Melbourne. From there, they managed to coordinate a series of wild annual conferences all across Australia Notably, landing in Perth in 1966, where Aldo van Eyck returned, along with Jakob Bakkema and John Volker of Team 10, and also Buckminster Fuller, who said afterwards it was the most significant and meaningful meeting of students he had ever seen or heard of. In Perth, Bucky was gifted a throwing spear because they thought it would match his dynamo projects. He sang a song, and Aldo cried. There were only four speakers there for the whole week, In those days, the Institute Conference was held at the same time, and most of them had bailed to join the students. Over the years, Congress has travelled across the Tasman, across the continent. There was even an attempt to hold it in Singapore in 1970, which didn't quite take off. Congress has always been an important space for nurturing and building relationships, especially between Australian and New Zealand architecture students, that has built strong ties between the countries and also the student networks. Morph held at Geelong in 1997, was pivotal in formalising the Student Organised Network for Architecture, or SONA, closely affiliated and supported by the Institute. A student-led series of meetings around Australian centres was important in galvanising that momentum, led by Shane Lacey, Robert Calissimo and Shannon Bufton, who would be SONA's first president. Similarly, Control Shift 07, held in Wellington 10 years later, would form the equivalent New Zealand network. So in this episode, we'll meet some of the people who have been part of that story and figure out what Agency 2017 was all about.
2: Sorry, Archie, There's agency within each individual congress for the directors and the team that put that congress together to make it whatever they want it to be.
3: Tim was one of the three creative directors of the last student congress held in Melbourne called People. So who were the organisers of Agency 2017 and what did they want it to be?
1: My name is Peter Newen. I am from Sydney. I studied at the University of Sydney, graduated last year. Why am I at this conference? I'm organising it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Along with Estelle Rayam and a team of equally charged up students from every architecture programme across New South Wales, not to mention the country, Agency was the first time Congress had landed in Sydney in nearly 20 years and is the seventh in a recent revival of events that kick-started in Tasmania in 2004 with States of Mind. There had been a five-year gap between congresses before that, which meant that no one had been to one, and no one really knew what it was. But it turns out that's quite a good way to run a congress, and since that wildly ambitious week-long congress in Tassie, a string of biannual gatherings has landed in Wellington, Canberra, Adelaide, Newcastle, and Melbourne. And now we return to Sydney. After he recovered from Agency 2017, I managed to catch up with Peter to talk a bit more about the congress. So Peter, how did you get caught up in the Congress and how did this all start for you?
1: Well, I began attending Congress in my first year of architecture school, which was back in 2011. And the Congress was in Adelaide and it was called Flux. And I had no idea what to expect at the time, but it was just a, a real eye-opener into how students could get beyond the idealism of the design studio. Maybe maintain that optimistics, but you know, understand the importance of their work beyond what a simple drawing could hold. So there was this real engagement with the city, engagement with community, occupying different spaces of of the city and turning it into something completely new. And I felt I, I felt it was so invigorating. And I think in Melbourne it was it was about that time. I was like look I've been to 3, it's it's probably time to pitch in for one. So I had this sort of vague idea before the July holidays and I was kind of inspired by, you know, how do you take this passion and energy? At the time, the the talk about the housing affordability crisis was was starting to dominate the headlines, and it was at a point where I was in my first year of practice, and I was sort of disillusioned with the way architecture was being taught versus the way it was being practiced. So coming into this and focusing on that theme, I think we were really inspired in two thousand fifteen by. Jeremy McLeod's lecture on Nightingale and sort of thought, how do we take this conversation to the next level?
3: So once you've got an idea, you've made a commitment, there's no going back really. So where do you start and what do we have to understand about organising Congress that makes it important or different?
1: At the back of our minds, we understood that Congress was firstly a celebration. It's about the energy, it's about the fun, it's about the inspiration. It's not so much what Exactly, that you learnt, but it's more so the community and the people that you meet, who later on, these people will be our colleagues and partners and people that will be at the forefront of the industry in in Australia. Hmm. Um, Secondly, is of course the theme. And I think what I'd learnt from the experience at previous Congresses was this idealism that is produced within the energy of that, but we also wanted to encourage students to get out and make meaningful change from that so initially we wanted to look at agency in the lens of who holds the power and in this sense we decided to invite property developers builders and almost demystify what we see as the dark side
3: so if agency is partly to do with power It also seems like, for the Congress, there are other types of agency, or agents, I suppose, that provide new or more diverse ways of thinking about the profession.
1: I think in terms of the theme, being able to look at the profession squarely and understand where we can improve. I really enjoyed Jeremy Till's talk on how the education system produces a almost compliant student, graduate, and then architect. Um, And then how he demystified this idea that architects should be, that we all should be architects in the professional sense. And there's this idea about, you know, how do we find these gaps or these opportunities between preconceived ideas of what the profession could be?
3: Yeah, and I suppose a preconceived idea about what a congress or even architectural practice might be. I mean, there is a history of Congress being compared to a type of radical architecture practice. It involves budgets, stakeholders, the nurturing of a community, and sometimes even literally building shelters for that community. If this was a type of practice, what were the project challenges?
1: Can I say money? (laughs) That was probably the biggest hurdle for us. I think if someone came out to us in the beginning and said, look, we have $200,000, have fun. Congress would have been organised within three months flat and we just would have had to wait two years for it to happen. <laughs> um, it's kind of amazing what how quickly things can happen when you have cash ready to, ready to spend. So I, I come, I, I guess my answer to this question is from a very bureaucratic stance. And I think we're getting to a stage and perhaps out of necessity now where architecture students and graduates are willfully engaging with finance. You know, perhaps out of necessity, but also perhaps out of craving this greater desire to um, to make an impact on the world. And I think one of the things I realised towards the end of agency was this idea of the organisation of agency being agency in itself. So when we talk back to money, you know, our struggle to find funding within the first six months of formulating a team was in fact a huge learning curve for us, which allowed us to realise the tremendous amount of power you can have if you set your mind to doing something without reliance on traditional institutions. And I think looking back, I was actually really grateful that we started off with nothing at all, in the sense that um, it brings people together. Out of necessity, we formed a team that we wouldn't have been able to form otherwise if we realised, like, holy crap, this thing needs to happen in, in nine months, you know, and we have nothing in our bank account right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just about mobilising the most passionate students that we could find.
3: So you've got a team, you've managed to get something in the bank. What do you do next?
1: Find a good graphics designer because a great graphics designer will always make you seem more professional than you actually are. <laughs> So you made it,
3: what does it feel like as it becomes a reality? You know, you and this huge team have managed to pull this thing off.
1: It's, it's kind of interesting because up until the last day, we were, we we're sort of scurrying to assemble this huge program. And then you just realize everyone's manning their battle stations at 110% and you just have to sit back and let it unfold.
3: Mm, yeah, but it sounds like that journey is always a strange mix of excitement, luck, support, and just struggle, I suppose.
1: You enjoy yourself through the struggle and it's, it's the struggle that makes Congress what it is. If things were too easy, like a professional conference, people are just going to duck in, go back to work. They might learn something from the lectures, but it's, it's more so that vibe of the community.
3: So Peter, how are you doing? How does it feel now with this intense experience behind you? What happens next?
1: I think for me, even just two weeks out of it, I really miss the energy and the the group cohesion as we had as organisers. I was actually having a conversation with a couple of team members the other day. I was like, wouldn't it be great if we started a business from this or, you know, just started something. I, I feel this yearning to, to just continue doing.
3: So we've heard a bit about how Congress got going in the 1960s and then traversed across Australasia in the last 60 years and now how Agency happened in Sydney in 2017. But before I dive into Agency, something else happened that was quite unexpected. During Congress, I got chatting to a fellow New Zealander who had travelled from Wellington to her first Congress and it turned out that she would end up playing quite an important part in the story.
0: Elise Courtley, I'm from uh, Victoria University Wellington. Why agency is important to me. I think coming out of particularly like my last year of school, I see myself doing something completely different in the, in the industry and I think this agency particularly, it's very empowering to see a lot of different practitioners in every single field I can imagine.
3: A couple of days later, after our chat outside Sydney University, Elise Courtley, along with Alistair Munro and some help from home, ended up pitching for the 2019 Congress to be held in Christchurch, New Zealand. And they won. So hang on, how do you host a Congress in a city you don't even live in? And why there? I decided to track them down, and a couple of weeks later, I managed to have a Skype with Elise and Alistair. So what does Congress mean to you both?
2: I just always think of the Congress as a chance for... A response to whatever other conferences might be happening that might be more uh, more focused on stuff that's pertinent to people in the industry, whereas Congress is a chance for students to sort of both have issues addressed that are key to students and to then respond to it in the, all the form of all the conversations that happen around it. I kind of think of it as the enthusiasm that people develop or reignite for architecture by having those conversations.
3: So how did this bid happen?
0: I have had a few conversations back here with Seb Elson and with Hope, who are the Sands reps with me, and we actually talked about it. Really, it was really basic. I, I think I was in the back of my mind. We we said, okay, we'll just see what the climate is. They probably were on the side of the pet, uh, the fence that said probably won't, and I was like probably will, but don't know. So we went over there and I also had a conversation with Riley. He and I talked very briefly saying, okay, well, he's not coming to the Congress. I'll go over and see if there's anyone else who wants to get involved. Something sparked my interest when Barnaby got up and talked about uh, Christchurch and I'd been thinking, you know, why not have it in a different city than Wellington completely? The whole thing actually got written the morning of the pitch and didn't quite finish it then I I went on the architecture tour and then we just got up and did it, like we didn't really we kind of just left it at that.
2: From my side I was uh, at the previous congress as well and um, along with a couple of other students had pitched a a similar sort of themed conference that ended up just missing out on getting the 2017 one I was keen to put another push in for a New Zealand one and having just spoken with Elise over in Sydney at It just seemed to really gel with the important bits of that previous pitch that had interested me. There seemed to be a lot of the same key ideas that I thought were really worth pursuing. And when you said Christchurch, I thought, well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, so what was it about Christchurch, though?
0: What I really liked about when we were writing the pitch was Christchurch has been the centre of a top down approach. It's kind of how New Zealand has been working for the last wee while, at least. But there's also this other side where the bottom up approach from projects like Gapfiller. I knew a little bit about these projects, but it would be something that I think not a lot of architecture students have truly engaged with um, unless they did the summer school, unless they came from Christchurch. So I thought it would be a way that we could either leave the conference room and build something outside in Christchurch.
3: And what does that mean? Like, what would that look like?
0: I'd really like to see a give back from students rather than just go down and see the city, use the resources, hear a few lectures, meet a few people. I'd really like to see something that we could document and actually say, like, here's a piece of research we've done. Maybe that, that includes building something. Maybe that includes just a publication or a whole lot of manifestos that get it. I don't know what that might be yet, but I really want to see a key speaker from overseas coming over and seeing the things that are happening down there in that city and seeing students engaging with it and engaging with it back. So it's kind of almost like this, like, no matter who you are, whether you're a student, grad, um, you know, industry person, a key speaker, who's one of press conference I don't know. Everyone's contributing to the same goal you know creating something that's going to be more than just a conference.
3: So how will it work without being based in Christchurch yourselves?
0: I really hope that I think I I saw it as a city that could you'd have a lot of people down there who are already so enthusiastic about it and I don't think many other cities I mean cities that have been struck by such natural disasters have had this dialogue between top down and bottom up and the same space at the same time doing completely different things. I don't know how many other cities there would
2: be. Yeah, I think there's there's a number of things like that. Some of the key projects that are happening down there that we're now able to look at how we're continuing the rebuild and reflect on what has and hasn't worked so far and see just the way that things are continuing to change.
3: So as we've heard from Peter, there are some pretty tough hurdles to get over in the next couple of years. What was the best advice you got about getting started?
0: There's one piece of advice that Jacques gave me, who's the guy that did the design for the Congress. He said, get a good designer because none of your sponsorship will take you seriously otherwise. I know how much that that's important, but I think like, really stepping up the game is being probably something that's going to be the most important.
2: I'm excited to see how many of these ideas we can actually put into practice and do as much as we can try and sort of push it into being something that is a bit different but still keeps all the strengths. You start with the big ideas and if you don't start with the big ones you're never gonna
1: get uh. anywhere
2: near them. They're always going to be scaled back a certain amount so you may as well start with the big ideas and push for what you really want and then if, if you get three-quarters of the way there that that's great you still get, get somewhere good.
3: That was Elise Courtley and Alistair Munro, who have boldly taken on the next Congress, landing in Christchurch in 2019. I look forward to seeing you there. That is it for this episode. We now know where Congress is from, how it got here, and where it's going next. So in our next episode, there is only one thing left to do, which is to dive into agency as it happened over three intense days in Sydney late in 2017. You can find out more about Agency at www.agency2017.net. And of course, as always, you can find more of our episodes on SoundCloud or iTunes. I've been your host, Byron Kinnaird. Thanks so much for listening.